how this one shift in perspective can change everything when it comes to defending yourself. That's the topic today on the Peace Walker Podcast. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker Podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level. Craig Gray here, Peace Walker Podcast, episode number 66. Today I wanted to talk about a huge perspective shift that is lost on a lot of martial artists and a lot of defensive tactics um, practitioners. And I'm going to get into that in about two seconds. Speaking of of a perspective shift, if you haven't done so yet, get on my six-day defense course. If you go to 6daydefense.com, you're going to get access to my perspective of protecting yourself and, more importantly, my perspective on how to become a peace walker, so the formative stages of being a protector. So you're going to get access to, for absolutely free, to my home study course, uh, six videos. Well, that's not true. It's 12 videos. So there's six days of videos, two five-minute videos per day. One video is going to cover a perspective, a mindset, and a concept. The other video, which is another five minutes, will cover a physical defensive tactic. So in a very short period of time, you can gain the ability to start understanding the nuances of protecting yourself and being a peace walker. So which goes right into what we're talking about today. So go to 6daydefense.com. It's all spelled out. That's 6daydefense.com, all spelled out except for the dot. And when you do that and you put in your email, you'll get that home study course available to you. And also, you will get access to my almost daily emails where I'll send you tips, tricks, and tactics of my stories and insights and... Um, just different lessons almost every day into your inbox. And you can stay connected and a deeper connection to that community, that community of being a protector and being a peace walker. And it all starts with you going to 6daydefense.com. Okay, so what I wanted to talk about today actually stems off from a a blog that I read a little while back. Um, One of my friends, uh, his name is Moshe Katz, he's Israeli. He runs a, um, he's the founder of Israeli Krav International, and uh, he's got some good blogs. They're not your typical defense or self-defense blogs, your typical Krav Maga blogs. He kind of has a different viewpoint on both teaching and practicing that system. It's kind of his own take. He's a little controversial. Not everybody likes him. Um, But I like a lot of what he has to say because he makes Krav Maga and what he teaches open for everybody, the everyday person. Not just, you know, 
military guys or athletes or young hard chargers or anything, but everybody, people who aren't necessarily athletic, people who aren't soldiers, people who aren't, you know, these aggressive types. So his perspective, and rightfully and truthfully so, has a lot to do with, you know, your average everyday life and your average everyday skills and your average everyday person who can step up to be a protector and to defend themselves and other people. And he was telling a story um, which mimics one of my other stories, which I'm not saying he copied it from me, but um, uh, I totally agree with his perspective, right? And this, this is what happens with self-defense schools and learning martial arts and all that. So the story goes like this, right? So there's a kid and he wants to get to, across the street. So he runs across the street and gets hit by a car. To which... What should his parents have done? Should his parents teach him how to outrun and dodge and jump over a car that's coming at him? Or teach him to learn to pay attention, be aware, look both ways before he crosses the street, and avoid being hit by a car? What are the chances of survival are they better if you're aware and you understand how to avoid the the situation or is it better that the situation occurs and you learn how to in this case you know acrobatically get out of the way of the car and obviously the um, answer is pretty prevalent pretty much in your face that it's going to be way better for you to pay attention and to avoid the situation if you can, rather than learning how to jump over a car or tuck and roll out of the way or do a somersault over it or, you know, something that would look really cool in the movie, but isn't really practical for real life. So I totally agree with that, right? So what happens is, if you think of martial arts, we we tend to (laughs) learn how to, you know, parry and dodge and do all these crazy maneuvers during the middle of a a physical attack versus we spend very little time learning how to deal with it in a different way, like avoid it, pay attention to what's going on, escape from it. Uh, The simple things that are going to be really more beneficial, the, the things that you see on video surveillance footage or that you may have experienced in real circumstances where it's not, you know, a, a fancy, fancy or fanciful fantasy of a f- simulation of a fight. If you've ever been in a situation, most of the time it's just, it's, um, it's not pretty. So I use this analogy. I'll probably use this in another podcast too. So it, it may be a repeat set at some point in time. But so here's my analogy that I use. Okay, it's very similar. And I don't know who got who from what or it was probably. Oh, hold on. There's a big fast car going by there. That's all trying to be fast anyways. He's loud. But, um, but anyways, the analogy that I use is probably parallel development. But let's say you're getting out of the grocery store and you're walking to your car. So what should you do when you're walking to your car? Do you 
you know, wait for a card to pull out and then you somersault over it or do a tuck and roll to avoid getting hit? Or as you're walking out to the car, do you A, look around, pay attention, watch for cars, watch for people, watch for carts? You know, do you listen for cars as they approach or listen for the engine to be on or listen for the the click of the transmission as that car gets into reverse or do you see the reverse lights or do you see somebody in the car or do you hear you know listen for people starting up their cars Um, those are the skills that are way more important than learning how to jump over a car right or learning how to tuck and roll out of the way of a moving vehicle but but sharpening your skills, your awareness skills, your perception skills about avoiding and responding to a circumstance before it gets to the point to where you have a distinct disadvantage is way better. Um, We forget that. And part of it, I get it, because if you're going to get good at something, you have to embrace it. Like, uh, for instance, joint locks. You know, when I teach joint locks in in our academy um, or takedowns or chokes or anything that is uh, more technical, when would you use those, right? And after you know a, a, a number of techniques, I wouldn't try to get the technique on the person. What I do is I think of A, the ethic, B, what is my objective, and then C, the strategy, and then the tactics, and then the technique. The technique can shift. My thought is, okay, well, I'm trying to be ethical, right? I don't want to be in jeopardy, and I'm trying to protect everybody. B, what is the objective? Let's say the objective is I'm a cop, and I got to get this guy down to put handcuffs on him. You know, the, the idea is to bring him in if I can. Do I really care if I use, you know, like an arm bar or a hammer lock or I take him down on his belly and put handcuffs on him or I push him up against a wall and put handcuffs on him? Um, no, I don't. It depends on what he gives me, right? Meaning I'm not, not going to try to force a technique that isn't working. Um, however, to learn that in a classroom setting you at first have to practice a static technique against someone who is giving you that energy, giving you that resistance that would constitute that particular technique. And it also matches up with the the shape um, that you're trying to do as well if it comes to a joint lock, right? For instance, if I'm gonna do an arm bar, I'm not gonna do an arm bar when you're trying to curl or bend your arm because I'm not going to force it straight. I could roll it or I could go with it and alter it slightly, but I'm not going to try to strain it out when it's, when it's clearly going the other direction. Um, so I could go on about that, but I think you get my drift, right? Same thing with a takedown, right? If, you're, if I'm doing like a reaping type throw, we call it a step through. Um, you know, you step, you step behind the person's calf, so now you're calf to calf, and then you, you know, take them down. Um, kind of like a, a reaping throw that you'd use in judo. Um, you know, I'm not going to do that if the person is going down and in, meaning their, their heads and energy is coming forward and down. 
I'm going to do it when his body, shoulders, and head are going up and back. I would use a different takedown if he's coming at me um, kind of hunched over because I want to go with the energy. Matter of fact, if in order for it to be successful, I'm going to have to go with the energy because I'm probably not going to be able to um, you know, just muscle him into the other direction. So these things are not sexy to train, right? Learning and practicing how to, in this case, you know, listen and look for situations to be safe is not nearly as fun, sexy, or tangible as learning escapes or engagements from all these different physical attacks. So therefore, your martial arts classes wouldn't be as fun, nor would your shooting classes when you're not shooting anything. Um, But really, it's the perception that you have of seeing something occur or seeing the warning signs before something occurs so you could avoid it. And if it does occur, you know, how do you kind of shift the engagement to where you don't have to put yourself at a disadvantage to deal with it? Um, And if it goes to the point or gets to the point to where you have to engage, in this case physically, that you have the tools to do so, but, you know, same thing. I'm not going to try to out-jiu-jitsu a jiu-jitsu guy or out-box a boxer or out-MMA an MMA fighter. You've got to try to control the battlefield better, which is incredibly hard to train, so you have to kind of train both. There's a great example just how off most of our training is out of design from, from a large degree. But if you can change your perspective to watching for red flags and preventing things from occurring or preventing your engagement in things before something really bad happens, you're going to be much better off at keeping safe. You're going to be much better off at protecting yourself and other people if you can see the conditions of the battlefield and pick your battles. Right? Or learn to diffuse things before uh, they reach this flashpoint. So there you have it. Are you going to learn to watch for cars so you can avoid them? Or are you going to practice jumping over them, rolling away from them, and catapulting yourself um, around them? So that's the tip, trick, and tact of the day is shifting your awareness will make all the difference. All right, so that's all I've got for you on that. Before you go, make sure you get on 6daydefense.com. It's all spelled out except for the dot. And you too can start in my free home study course and get my almost daily emails and be on your way to this protector lifestyle and becoming a peace walker. Learn how to defend yourself more effectively and more simply and live a better life. So there you go, 6daydefense.com. Okay, gang, thanks again for joining me today. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live protect and to inspire 
at a whole new level.